0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Ac, the Padres beat writer, still in town. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Jay, the Padres are thirty and twenty-nine. They lost two in a row by the same score, and not like three to two or two to one, but nine to three. And it wasn't the competitive kind of nine to three. In case you were wondering,
1: I, I was not wondering. I was not wondering because unfortunately, I I saw both games, one on TV and one in. Person, I, I was glad to see you wrote after yesterday's game. It, it might have been one of the worst moments of the season because it just felt like that. There was just it was kind of a lifeless feeling there yesterday, and I, I don't know if it was the late start time, and then the but and then the bees delay didn't didn't help at all, other than for a little bit of comic relief. But uh, other than that, it just there just wasn't much buzz, and I guess that's what happens. I mean, I'm this game sorry, is
0: really Jay. What did you just say that Jay? What? There wasn't much buzz. Did you just say that? The <laughs> bunch of dead bees somewhere inside of Petco Park. You said there wasn't much buzz. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to make light, but go go on, Jay.
1: I was trying really not to make a pun there, and I, I was. It just it happened. I, I shouldn't even have said lifeless either, should I?
0: Uh, oh my gosh! So um, you're right, though. You were. I mean, absolutely. But I think that's a wonderful way to put it. And
1: what and what I was going to say is, I think that's what happens when. And it's easy to say, oh, well, the team's flat and all this stuff. Well, when your starting pitcher gets hammered, that's what happens. I mean, this game is so much about what happens, you know, with your with your pitching. Uh-huh. And the Padres pitching the last two days, the two starters, were terrible. Margavichus was great for three innings. And then it was like the Marlins said, oh, we know how to hit this guy. And you know he didn't, that's what happened yeah and he didn't even get another out i mean uh, and of course i mean yeah they knew how to hit him because he started missing with his location uh, as much as anything else and then strom yesterday was more of sort of a a slow bleed a little bit i guess i mean a home run a couple of two out home runs you know and it's three nothing and then you know more problems after that and that's you know he didn't he didn't look particularly sharp so when you're down i don't know remember even what saturday's game was You know, but you're down four nothing or something, and then yesterday it's five nothing, and and then it's even worse. And I I don't know. Like I said, it just didn't. There just uh, there wasn't a lot of atmosphere yesterday. Is that better?
0: Yes. Uh, Well, it was. I believe at some point it was seven to two, and then it was seven to zero. So seven to two on Saturday, and then seven to zero yesterday. So I mean, it's just totally right. And then, you know, I thought, and I'm gonna write about it today. Andy Green yesterday, you know, said put together these good at-bats, but we're not putting together enough of them. And I, I won't go into it now. I don't have the stats in front of me. But there are some remarkable statistics about the good at-bats they put together and the terrible at-bats they put together. Right. They, they just can't have a game where they're doing what their organizational philosophy is, what they want to be, which is essentially think the Dodgers. And they're stressing it all throughout the system. And they're going to stress it here in the guys they draft. But they're just not able to do it. And you know what? A little bit. Fernando Tatis has been slowly, you know, I want to say catching up to him. It's been a problem the whole time. Uh, they can't manufacture runs. They, they hit home runs or they don't score, basically. Francis Cordero coming back, if he can be the guy who was at the beginning of the season and uh, during spring, then great. Then Maybe that'll help. They're just not a very good offense. And in particular, if Manny Machado's not hitting, which he isn't particularly at home.
1: No, I mean, it, he's, it's, it's, I was looking at his numbers yesterday because with Bryce Harper coming to town, Tonight, it's one of those things where, you know, you can't help but compare the two. Harper actually leads baseball in strikeouts. He has 78 strikeouts and 218 at-bats. Yes, he has more strikeouts than Will Myers, for anyone anyone wondering. Myers has 74, I believe. But, you know, Harper also, he has 11 home runs. He has 43 RBIs. He does walk a lot. I think his on-base percentage is around 360. Machado has had, he's been, we've talked about this before, he's been fantastic defensively. He saved them the last month or so. Uh, with Tatis gone, they didn't have anybody else that could play shortstop anywhere remotely close to the way Machado plays it. And obviously, they don't have anybody remotely close at third base either. But I don't think the gap is quite as big at third as it is at short. But his hitting, especially as you said, especially at home, uh, just hasn't been there. And his his numbers at this point, I mean, his, his adjusted OPS is barely over a hundred. And you know, his career, he'd he'd be he should be around one twenty something like that, his, his numbers are just way down, and it's it's a little bit shocking to see, you know, nine home runs through a couple months of the season. You know, yeah, Harper plays in a more of a home run park, but, but still, not even to compare the two, it's just been Machado has, you have to say he's been a disappointment at the plate, but obviously not in the field. And, and you know, if he's in the middle of the lineup every day, you know, that's a big gap if he's not going to hit. Uh, they have enough problems, you know, at the top of the order uh, and then yesterday, you know, Reyes gets a day off, and and so you're missing him, and he hasn't been quite what he was earlier either, uh, other than the the home run Friday night. So that you know, it's like we talk about all the time. They need some people to hit and and get on base and hit, and and it just doesn't happen very often. And it's a it's one of those things where every year you think, okay, they added this guy and this guy, and maybe it'll be a little better. But as you said, without Tatis, it, it's really no better at all. Although I think. Hunter Renfro's on-base percentage now has has rocketed past 300. So, and you know that's that's a good sign. I, he had a walk and a couple home runs yesterday. So that was the one bright spot offensively.
0: Yes, and I know he takes uh, great pride in that. And and uh, I'm working on a story on Hunter that's uh, I think pretty pretty fun. And it's a guy who who has been. You know, I've been kind of uh, needling. That's a good word. Needling. I've been needling Andy about it for for a, a few days about why. It, why in the world? Friend Mil Reyes gets a pass, and Hunter Renfro is not in the lineup every day. Fair, he's been in the lineup a lot more and I, 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 than he was, I would say, the first half of this first third of the season, and, and he will continue to be so. Because if that guy's on-base percentage is a little bit above 300, and he's on pace to hit 40 bombs, well, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, he's a lot better defensively than Fran Reyes, and he's got to be in there. And I love Fran Reyes. I think they found their corner, and this is not going to shock you, Jay. Their problem is, they've got Will Myers.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I was just about to say, while you were talking, I was thinking, well, they've got to play Renfro, they've got to play Reyes, and now Franchi Cordero is coming back, and he's the guy you're looking for to be the center fielder, since Margot isn't working out. Mm -hmm. But okay, that's great. Where does that leave Will Myers? And you've still got this $60 million anvil sort of hanging over his head. What are you going to do about that? I mean, you, you want Will Myers Will, to succeed. You need Will Myers to succeed. But how are you going to play Will Myers if he's not doing anything, if those other three guys are? So it'll be a, an interesting rotation on, on how things work out there and how Margot even fits in at all if he does. This is what we talked about at the beginning of the year where they have too many outfielders. You need a couple guys to hit, and you know Renfro and Reyes are the two guys who are at least slugging the ball and getting some runs in. So let's see what Cordero does and and whether this spurs Myers on or or doesn't or or what. But it's it's a a, a dilemma they're facing coming up here with with four. Assuming Franchi can stay healthy, with four out. It's a
0: dilemma if Franchi is healthy and hitting. It's a dilemma that would seem to center on three guys in center field.
1: Correct. Correct
0: you're going to give you a 2 day off, but gosh, you know, it's no point. Renfro Reyes, with what they give you, they're going to be in there the majority of the time as long as Reyes, you know, figures out whatever he needs to figure out right now. You know, his latest little mini slump, I, I don't know exactly what's going on except that he seems to be kind of jumping at pitches uh, sometimes because he has this ability to hit basically any pitch out of the park. It messes with right. He fixes that though. You're, you've got your corner set and Suddenly, you've got three guys. Let's say Francis is healthy. Well, then your only problem is how much money Will Myers makes and how much he's owed because you got to play the best players.
1: Well, that, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, if Cordero does hit and, and he looks like the guy who we saw at times last year, if he makes contact, shows power, plays good defense, and those other guys are hitting, yeah, I mean, at some point you got to say, okay, look, we made a mistake. And we got to put Will on the bench, and yeah, he'll play occasionally and he can he can spell a guy here and spell a guy there. But if the other guys are playing better, then sooner or later you got to go in that direction.
0: Honestly, it happens with winning teams all the time. Sure. That's just Jay, I just had an idea. It happens with winning things all the time that you put a you know there's a guy on the bench be, you know he's making 15 million or whatever it is. Um, he used to be a good player. Happened sooner with Will Myers than we thought. If that's the case, look, right. he's got a track record. That's why they keep running him out there. Anyway, hey, I got an idea. How about a seventh position, second base? If you're going to keep Urias down, we us just pull Will at second.
1: So what is the deal with Urias here, uh, and what what are you what are you hearing on uh, I'm on him? Basically,
0: being ignored now <laughs> because uh, you know it's going to happen soon enough. It's going to happen soon enough, and I honestly don't know what that means. I, I the guy is uh, there, there's no difference in the statistics. They're saying the last time this was the end of last week, they haven't seen what they want to see out of him yet. So that's all I got for you.
1: Well, the interesting—I mean, you can't—but it's really hard to put a whole lot of stock in stats at oh, yeah. El Paso. Exactly. Just—I mean, you—you you look at at Mejia, and and he's another guy where I think people are like, "Hey, why don't we bring Mejia back?" I, I think you look at Mejia hitting, Urias hitting. I mean, Ty France, what was his OPS in El, in El Paso? Like uh, twelve hundred, right? and he, you know, and it's it's obviously nowhere close to that here. So the the numbers are terribly inflated there. And I, I mean, the only thing I keep telling myself is if they really thought Arias could help them win right now, they would call him up. I mean, th- that's the thing. The, these people's livelihoods depend on w- winning games. And if they really thought that that was the best thing, they would bring him up. There's no financial reasons at this point. There hasn't point, been. And hasn't been. Right. To leave him, to leave him down there. So it—it it, it, it's a baseball decision. And... It's one of those things where you know, look, they they say what they say, and you just have to. I guess you just have to go with it. I mean, what's the what's the alternative? But I I think you know it would be it would be great to see him up here. It would be great to see what Mejia can do because you know right now Hedges you know isn't producing at all at the plate. But again, you need Mejia to be to be at least decent defensively. You don't want to give up what Hedges means there. So I
0: believe when Urias comes back, he will be the everyday second baseman and they don't want to send him down. Now they never wanted to send him down, but you know what I'm saying. Look, look, this is it. All right. Now you're twenty two, I think twenty two today as a matter of fact. And and you're the prospect and let's go. And so there there has been said to me that at some point it is just spinning his wheels. Even if like, hey and that that kick is not exactly where we want it to be. You know, we're not seeing what we think we can see out of him. Eventually, they're just going to bring him up, and you know, Kinsler and Garcia go to you know being utility guys.
1: Right. It is Urias's birthday today. He's 22. Uh, so, happy birthday! I'm sure he's a faithful listener of the uh, of the podcast. So, the one bright spot with the pitching staff over the weekend was Joey Lucchese pitched very well on Friday night. He'll pitch the finale on Wednesday, I believe?
0: Yes. Now, much like Andy Green, when you ask him, you keep, you know, it's hard to keep track here of the rotation. But you go with Lauer, Paddock, Casey. Yeah, it's not until Thursday at the earliest that you'd be talking about is Margavich going again? Uh, are they going to bring up Cal Quantrill? Thursday, Friday, you got to stretch it out because of these 10 games in a row.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if we'll see – well, we see Quantrill. We see Logan Allen. I didn't get a chance to look up the. the Allen got
0: uh, Allen got shelled after having seven, eight uh, starts in a row that were very good, trending correctly. He got shelled uh, his last outing, so I don't know exactly what that means, but that's just the facts.
1: Right, right. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's. It's hard to see throwing more out there again. But, you know, this is what we thought we would see during the year is they were going to have problems trying to find enough innings out of the rotation. You know, I know Dallas Keuchel is available as of today. Uh, Well, he's been available, but realistically available. Are the Padres in on him at all? Does it matter if they're in because he's going to go somewhere where he has a better chance to win. Anyway, I think
0: that's what they're thinking. Because as I, I wrote today, that, uh, that there's growing pessimism uh, in, in the organization that uh, they were really. And that's not to say that they're like, "Oh, dang it, man, this is going to be the difference for us." When I say pessimism, but they believe that there are ten other suitors and they're legit, and that you know Dallas Keuchel, who's going to make this decision, and it's going to be a half a year contract. That's where it's going to be, mm-hmm. and he's going to go where he can win. And look. If you're talking about the, you know the Yankees and I forget the other couple, but they're they're teams that basically right now are kind of setting up their teams for the for October.
1: Right, right.
0: Padres are not. Right.
1: <laughs> no, and then I mean that makes sense. I mean I still think as as I've thought all along, I thought if this team finished at 500, that would be an achievement. I know other people have higher expectations, but I I don't I just don't think those are realistic for this team at this point. And you know, there's there's times where they play really well and you think, wow, maybe there's a chance and then there's there's weekends like we saw against the Pirates and then we saw, you know, this past week against against the Yankees and obviously the Marlins, where they weren't very good, and you think, Okay, this is this is more what what you would expect, that they're gonna be hovering around this mark.
0: Jay, I think you're in agreement with me and I should probably confirm this since you're my boss and I'd like to you know, like to please you, Jay. We're both of that mindset that, hey, Thirty twenty nine. That's kind of you know we would have thought, man, it must be uh, growing in the in the way. I think it's manifesting what they kind of wanted to see some some progress. That doesn't mean that we won't you know like I wrote today say this was a low point and it's pretty ugly. Uh, you're still looking for improvements and you you need to see improvements and you you want to see it accelerated much faster than last year, but. It is, you know, that doesn't mean it's not a development sort of season.
1: Right. And I mean look, the last two days were bad. You know, losing nine to three consecutive games to the Marlins, as as well as the Marlins have been playing, and I think they're eleven and five. I, I heard on the on the radio yesterday that they're I, I think that's the second best record in that span in the league next to the Dodgers. I mean that's the thing. The Marlins have been uh the Marlins have been playing have been playing well, but you still it's it's not a sign of progress when you lose back to back games of nine to three. Now we have another test coming in for the Padres against, you know, the Phillies. Aaron Nola tonight, who was fantastic last year, I think he was third in the Cy Young voting, has not been nearly as good this year. Although his record is six and zero, which tells you, you know, what you need to know about records. But his ERA is up from two three seven to four one eight. However, the Phillies have won his last six starts, and because they've scored seven or more runs in five of them. So you have, you have him, you have Jared Ickoff, you have Jake Arietta. That's three right-handers. All of them have ERAs right around four, which when you consider where they have to pitch uh, half their games is pretty good. In fact, the Phillies pitching has been pretty good this year. They're fifth in the league in ERA at 4.16, and, and with Citizens Bank as their home ballpark, that's, that's a pretty good achievement. Uh, so, you know, you got another test, and, uh, and then the Nationals, like we talked about, can be a test at times, especially uh, the game where Scherzer is going to pitch. Whenever, whether that's Friday or Saturday here. So again, another week where you know you got to kind of look and see they're playing teams that have a lot of good players, some good pitching, and we'll see if the Padres rise up or if they continue in this uh, in this sort of funk that they've been in over the past few days.
0: And let's see, Jay, if they were to go four and three this week, that would mean that they finished this homestand five and five, and for a club that was losing home stands three and seven, four and six, and going on the road and going two and eight, it would be another at least five hundred set. You know they were three and three on this last road trip. They've won two of their uh, four road trips. Uh, they finished five hundred, I believe, in what three or four home stands. I mean, I'm just saying, Like it, it's humble because this was a horrible weekend, but heck, they could beat everybody. But Icosus, uh, you know, they could beat. Uh, 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 Arietta and Nola the next couple of days we know that for sure they went to Washington to be Scherzer and Strasburg right right so right. we'll see
1: hey you know what Kevin that's baseball
0: increasingly I'm not sure if he went back and listened to tapes or, or what but increasingly Andy Green is, is using the old Bud Black line and that's <laughs> baseball
1: <laughs> I think this was the four years ago this was the last week that Buddy managed I think he was. Uh, I think he was was gone after uh, sixty five games, and the the Padres right now are it will be at sixty six after Sunday. So just just uh, just throwing that out there.
0: Just gonna throw this out there then. Thirty and twenty nine is the record they were after fifty nine games in two thousand fifteen as well. So uh oh uh oh Andy <laughs> no we're, we're joking. So okay,
1: Kevin enjoy uh, enjoy the Phillies enjoy Bryce Harper and. Uh, see if you see a little bit better baseball over the next three days than you saw the last couple and uh how could i not I, well you would you would think that would be the case right and uh we will talk again on thursday morning and uh, thanks everyone for listening
0: awesome thank you